0: doing today? All right. So a little colder today. We had a little taste of summer. I think that's God's way of reminding us, you know, maybe we should move. Let's go to Florida for a little while. (laughs) All right. Well, it's always warm in God's house, right? Let's stand on up. rejoiced as though heaven Look on me with love And watch me rise again Who am I That the voice that comes to see Call out through the rain And calm the storm in me Not because of who I am But because of what you've done not because of what I've done But because of who you are I am a flower quickly fading Here today and God's tomorrow A wave tossed in the ocean A vapor in the wind Still you hear me when I'm calling Lord, you catch me when I'm falling You've told me who I am I am yours Not because of who I am But because of what you've done not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. I am a flower quickly fading, here today and gone tomorrow. A wave of dust in the ocean, a vapor in the wind. Still, you hear me when I'm calling. Lord, you catch me when I'm falling. And you told me who I am.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you just for that no matter what goes on in our lives and everything that is around it, that no matter, we have nothing to fear um, because we have security and hope and love in you. Even though our lives are just a mist. Um, that you love us so much, that you care so much about every single thing that we do and every single uh, tear that we that we shed and every single joy that we have, you care about it and you want to be part of it and you want to connect to us. So, God, during this time today, wherever we're coming from, whatever we're doing right now, whether we're watching um, part of church online or whether we're here together, God, let us know this thing, that um, I have nothing to fear because I am yours. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody says. Amen. All right. Say hello to those around you and greet everyone. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Good morning, everyone. How is everyone doing today on this lovely chilly day? They teased us, didn't they? The weather teased us, so, but um, so we'll we'll figure it out. We'll do whatever we need to do. Okay, here we go. Uh, first of all, welcome if you're visiting for the first time today. Welcome if you're here or church online. Everybody, welcome church online. There you go. That was the. Wes, welcome, to you. he waved to you, uh, that works. Um, but we are glad that you're here. If you're here, present today, by all means, please fill out a, a visitor card, drop it in the plate. We're glad that you're here and, um, and are thankful for that. Um, and we just want you to be comfortable and relax and enjoy. Um, if you're visiting online for the first time, send us a note, sorry, and let us know that you are watching um, and what, what do you think, all right? All um, right. You can see some other information about being a member of Haven. There's things there. Uh, new Sunday morning Bible study is beginning, um, and you can see that information if you'd like to join on next week, right? Debbie, the first time, first week, not a fan. Uh, it's uh, really good, so if you want to connect with that, please do so. Um, women's group met this week. At the same time, the men's group met as well, um, and so come on, men. We gotta, we're got we in a competition. We always make things competition, but the women had, had two groups in here, and they were um, having a great time, so plan on uh, connecting. You can still do that. You can see the information. Um, you will be getting some more information as we get further, closer. But um, February the 1st through the 14th, we are going to ha- um, begin our 14 days of prayer and fasting. And um, our message series has kind of been getting us to the point of um, making, making those habits um, that we want to keep in our lives to becoming a creature of habit for God. And we want to continue with those, uh, those patterns as well. Uh, You can continue with the prayers for Stephen Ministry, and you can get ready for the, uh, where everything, all heaven breaks loose, we'll say, the uh, Haven's Dining for Women uh, Mardi Gras Party will be coming up soon, so uh, please plan on looking at. You also have an insert in your bulletin um, that we mentioned last week, the Haiti trip. Um, There's some really kind of cool things that are going on there from August 4th through the 10th, Um, and if you're interested in that, uh, there's John, right? Where's Laura? John and Laura are going to be kind of coordinating um, the the trip and everything. So if you're interested, um, there are you can see those links that are on there um, to apply online, and that is anybody who is going. Um, it's not one for family. Anybody who plans who plans on going, not everybody is is able to go, but there is an application process. So we want um, if you're interested in that, you need to go ahead and apply, and it'll it'll step you through that. You can see where it says um, uh, you can see uh, https um, colon slash forward slash forward slash havencc.mobi and that will take you right there and it's uh, it's it's fairly involved I mean it's it's we want to make sure what do we want to keep in mind is this is a, a very important ministry and also you know we we try our best to make sure that everything is um, set and safe. But when you leave the United States, you leave the United States. Okay, things are very different, um, and so we want to make sure that that is safe for everyone who goes. And we ha- um, there's a lot of other things that we've learned and been taught about um, going on mission trips. So please, if you're interested, you have to. Uh, everyone has to fulfill that um, that uh, process. All right. Um, emergency rotating shelter. Um, it is coming back, and um, you can see that there's some information about. Emergency Rotating Shelter. Um, and there's a training at 2 p.m. today at the Parish Foundation. I don't see Joanne today. Is she here? Okay. Um, at 2 p.m. for those who are interested in volunteering and helping. They have some locations that they've been able to help at. So if you want interested in there. Um, February 18th is our next Parish Foundation that uh, the church is doing. I know the uh, nurses from Union have taken um, the time this month. And so if you're interested, start signing up. Because there's plenty of spots, right? for february 18th so you can go ahead and connect in that all right um a couple other things uh, i think that's pretty much all the stuff here. Is there anything else that we need to mention uh, announcement wise okay all right so our prayer requests uh jennifer lagullo asked for prayers and for the uh and family and friends of nathan silpath who passed away tuesday night so we want to lift that family in prayers definitely any other prayers that we need to lift up yes Stadter fam- family Stetter family wanna left them in prayer? Okay. Anyone else? Any other prayers? Yes. Sandy Andrews? Left her in prayers. Alright. Anyone else? Alright, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Okay? Oh, you can add the eagles to that too. So Yay. I'm a happy camper today. Right. Let's go to let's go to the Lord in prayer. All right, uh, let's go, to Lord. Um, Heavenly Father, we come to you today, and we are uh, just in awe of your love for us and just the majesty that um, we so often just take for granted. And so, God, during this time together, um, I just ask that you just uh, connect to us in a way that we may never have been uh, connected with you. And we just ask that your spirit just fill this place stronger than ever before. And so, God, um, as we come to this, uh, this time in where we lift up our gifts and tithes, we ask for your Holy Spirit's blessing to be upon both the giver and the tither, um, upon um, these gifts uh, and, and the finances and the, and the serving of people in this church. And may every, everything that we do just be received as a sign of worship to you. And so God, for those who are dealing with loss we had several families, Silpath family and others, who are just dealing with the loss of a loved one. Others who are dealing with all kinds of struggles, health, uh, emotional, financial, um, could be occupational. Some some way, God, we we all tend to have some kind of thing that we're dealing with. Um, I just pray that right now that you'll just uh, touch our hearts, touch our lives, and just, um, just bring us your presence in a way that we never have. And and God, help help us to learn that. We don't have to have everything all together. But that the one thing that we can do is just uh, come to you as we are, but you love us so much to not leave us that way, that you're, you're there to love us and change us. And as we change us into a, a stronger a stronger uh, person for you and to give us uh, the plan that you have for our lives. And so, God, as we, we seek this time of year to kind of put those, to become creatures of habit, to have those in place, so that we can, we can just live life better. Live it stronger for you. I just send your Holy Spirit here now, in this room. In your name we pray. Amen. Just Before Rachel comes
2: up. I got
0: to do
1: it. As Rachel is coming up. If I don't announce this, I'll get beaten later. Today's Hannah's birthday. Yay.
2: Yay.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've only got one non teenager left, right? Hannah's 13 today, right? Did I get it right? Yeah, finally. Finally, okay, yeah. I got five kids. I'm old. Forget it. Okay, he's so. out. All right, thanks.
2: Happy birthday, Hannah. Scripture reading this morning is from James four thirteen through 15. Boasting about tomorrow. Now listen, you who say to mo- today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year here, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. we mm-hmm.
1: One in. Isn't that fun? All right. Okay, everyone. Good to see you all today. Let me get my ear ready so you can hear me. I thought I had it ready, but it didn't seem like it to me. All right. Am I good? I want you to be able to hear me. You already got to see me, so you might as well hear me too. So, okay. Here we are. We are on week three of four. That means we have how many left? Very good. You guys are awesome. Okay. Um, so, and uh, today's title is. Number three. Okay, what do you think next week is? Number four. You guys are so good today. I love it. All right. Um, we have been dealing with creature of habit, um, and we are creatures of habit. We go ahead and we do certain things that, um, that become habit. And if you're like me, most of the time, those habits are not probably not the best things. Am I right? Anybody have any bad habits? Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to share them. But um, some of us have bad habits. And habits are, bad habits are easy to get into. Good habits are hard to make part of your life, as, as you find. And that's why we were saying we had several different things. We had this quote that we started with, we are what we repeatedly do. So uh, we constantly do certain things. So think about this last week and think about, think about uh, what you repeatedly did during the week. That's who you are. Does it make you nervous? It does me at times as well. If we also look, one of the other things that we have here is most people live with high-level hopes. How many start with high hopes? Remember last week I sang that rubber tree plant song for you? I'll do it again if you don't raise your hand. Okay. How many remember people have high hopes, that you hope to have something? But the problem is many of us have, and I say most of us have, low-level habits as well. High-level hopes, low-level habits. Like I could say, gosh, gosh. I, I want to be, I want to have a six pack here. I want to have a six pack. And I can hope and I can want all I want to. But you know how much work that has to happen? It ain't happened yet. I kind of got a keg or something here is what I got. So, but, um, but that's, you know, I can still want that, but that doesn't happen. So we started with this theme verse from Romans chapter 2, I mean 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and I'm going to put it up here, and I want you to read the very first part of it with me again, and this is the basis for this whole series. We see right here, join with me, what does it say? Fix your attention on God, you'll be changed from the inside out. Change always occurs from the inside out not the outside in. We've got to go ahead and make that change in our minds and in our hearts and other areas of our lives. It says, then readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And that is the basis for our series. First week, we talked about habit number one. And habit number one was Um, focus on what you do first, right? Look at that first. And that kind of set down some things for the beginning of the year. What we do first is important. And we talked about several things about putting God first in our year. And that's why we, we introduced and we're talking about in the first 14 days of February that we're gonna have prayer and fasting. We're gonna take time to do that, and as a church, to say, we're gonna put you first in our year, God. We talked about putting God first in our month through things like the words that we don't like, scheduling and budgeting. Talked about that. We talked about putting God first in the week. Look around you. High five somebody, say, good job. And everybody watching online, high five. That means you put God first. There's a reason why the first day of the week, it was switched from the last day to the first day, to start our week with God. And then, um, and then the first of our day, and we talked about the first 15 of the day, and prayer for five minutes. If you, if you have if you, Of all things, if you don't have time, if you do this, prayer for five minutes, in the Word for five minutes, and worship for five minutes, the first 15 minutes of the day. Then our second uh, week, last week, we talked about controlling our thoughts. How do I get the habit of controlling my thoughts? Where well, the Scripture says, I take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That's very, very difficult. And today... Week three, we're going to talk about keeping my life aligned with my purpose. Ah, there's the P word, the purpose. We're going to keep my life aligned with my purpose. We want to keep aligned with the reason why I'm on earth and the reason why God has me here. So, um, I don't know if any of you, but um, several times over the last couple years, I've gone to a chiropractor. I really like him. It's great. Anybody ever gone like... To a chiropractor and they kind of like take your head and like, you think they're going to rip your head off and they, they lift your leg up and then and you're like, Ugh. and but sometimes what I've, what I've recognized, I really, I really kind of like it, I feel great afterwards, but sometimes I, I, I recognize that sometimes I'll go in and I'll have a pain like in my shoulder. And they'll say, well, and they'll grab hold of my leg and, like, yank it. And I'm like, no, oh, it's here. And, like, yank it. And then it's like, it feels good, right? Anybody have that? that? That what we see, um, a couple weeks ago, I was um, getting ready for a funeral. I was sitting on an automated home, and I twisted like this. And I went, mm, and I went, eh, you know, that kind of takes your breath away. Like, eh, eh. You know, you're like, and you're like okay, I'm, I'm fine. I, I got this. So I went ahead, and I got up, and I went through that day. Sunday, I felt a little bit kind of twinge in it. Um, By Monday, I had to have a cane next to the bed to crawl out. Has anybody ever had those? Uh, One time, I remember I threw my back out, um, and I stood up to walk from the bed to the bathroom, and Melissa had to catch me. Um, So I was like, anybody ever thrown your back out? It's not fun, am I right? It is like the worst, one of the worst feelings, you, everything that can happen. But it's but one of the things. One time I was working out and I felt that pop in my back. I immediately went to the chiropractor and he started like contorting me and ripping me around, and it was better afterwards. So I was like, "Oh, this is great." But being as I did it on Saturday, he wasn't in, so um, so I, I had to deal with that kind of thing. What I learned is the other week. What happened is afterwards. I felt like I was like this all day. Anybody, like, with your back locks up? And he told me, like, my sacroiliac was locked up. I didn't know what that was. I was like, sure. He could have told me it was my Star Wars locked up. I would have been the like, sure. No but I was there, and I felt all week like I was kind of, uh. And he said, well, you're all out of alignment. And he would, and I remember, like, when they, they put me in one of those traction things. Anybody ever done that? Where they, after, after about a week, they put me in that. And it, like, has this thing on your hips, and this thing on top, and you go like, and like pulls you down, and you can finally feel like everything kind of popping back, and it was like, the moment that everything was back, I felt like, I felt like I was in, that week before, I was in the Captain Morgan commercial, or something like this, all day like that, but you know what I'm saying, it's like, when you're out of alignment, it affects all kinds of different areas, because I was having pain in my neck, I was having pain in my leg, I was having pain in my feet, all because i was out of alignment and you know that's the same thing that a lot of our lives are when our lives are out of alignment we have lots of different pains and we try to deal with the pain in one area but it has nothing to do with the pain it has everything to do with what is out of alignment in our lives and if we get our lives in alignment those pains can tend to go away we have problems that arise this is called referred pain in um... where a pain somewhere else manifests because of a problem or uh, out of alignment somewhere else that's what it's called in chiropractic. So if you want, and here's what I want to say, if you want to, uh, alignment in your life, you need to discover your pain um, and why you're, and I best believe, way. so you're dealing with pain. Excuse me, let me go. If you're dealing with pain, it's because you're out of alignment, and the best way to deal with the pain in your life is to get your life in alignment with the plan and the reason why God has you here on earth. There's nothing greater than finding out the exact reason why God has you placed on this earth. And why is that important? It's important for several reasons. And I want to share these with you today. Number one, it's important because I have a purpose. Look at the person next to you and say, I have a purpose. Look at your second choice and say, you have a purpose still. Right. We have a purpose in life that is important. And you have a reason that you're here. Um, What is it? Mark Twain said the two most important days are the day you were born and the second one is the day you find out why you were. It's important to find out what your life. God has given everyone a God-given purpose and your life will never be in alignment until you get that together. You guys, um, now here's the the interesting thing. Like if you look at this verse, let's see what it says in Psalm, in in the verse, uh, Psalm 139. It says, all the days um, God adorned for me were written in your book before one of them came into being. Now, I don't know about you. God has ordained some days, but I kind of added a couple more chapters here, um, some of the lost years, if you want to see them. Anybody remember those? Um, how many remember those choose your own adventure books? You remember those? You, how many of you cheated on those choose your own adventure books? Come on, be honest, I did. Um, so you'd be reading along, and then it would say, now, if you go to page 45, continue your journey there. You can go to page uh, 73, and you can continue your journey there. And you would always jump up, and you died, and you go back and say, no, I wanted the other one, and you would do that. You know, that's kind of like God does. Many of us have added other chapters to the days that God has ordained for us, but the cool thing is, when we want to get back in alignment with God, he meets us, and gets us right back onto the right adventure that we need and writes the end of the story the way he would like to. So don't beat yourself up for not having uh, the right area. God will get you back on the right track. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do what? Do what? Good works, which God prepared... In advance. It God prepared in advance for us to do. Isn't that awesome to know that God didn't just look in and says, What am I gonna do with that Jack guy? He's a little short and squatty. Um, he can't play basketball. Um, he's got a little, he's got that, uh, you know, kind of love handle, round tire thing. I can't do much with him there. He can't be a model. Um, But, and he says, what can I do? No, God doesn't have to guess what he's going to do with me because he knew before I was even created what he was going to do with me. He knew that he was going to have me here today. He knew that this was going to happen. And I was telling dad the other day, I got a picture. I I should have put it out. I'll put it up. But I got a picture the other day from Pastor Oog. They have painted a sign that says Haven Community Church, Haiti. It's there. All over the place now. And I'm like, little did I know that uh, 12 years ago when I was riding on a lawnmower, that this vision that God gave me for a logo, for a local church that God would have in a church in Haiti. I have no clue. So if I died and we fell apart in Haiti, there is a Haven Community Church forever. That is, God knew that. I had no clue. God knew that we were going to be here. God knew that we were going to help with addiction in this county. God knew that this church was going to be here to go ahead and help the the hungry and the homeless. God knew that. God knew that we were going to come together and you were going to meet people that you had no clue. Look around this room. There is no other place that you will meet these people like this except for at a NASCAR event. Uh, Think about it. You're not going to meet these people. God brought every one of you here together and those watching for this time. And he knew he was going to do it before he was even made. And he knows the gifts he has for you before you were even created. And that's awesome. That's awesome to know that you're that important to God. He's not trying to figure it out. He already knows. And most of our lives, Satan knows that God has a plan for you and he wants to lead you astray in that plan of your life. And so he will bring hurt. He will bring destruction. He will bring pain. He will bring frustration. He will bring brokenness. He'll bring all that stuff into your life to get you off of the plan that God has for you. And so what we need to do, we need to live life by design, not by duh. Right? We need to live life by... I went through a lot of different words and I came up with duh, sorry. Sorry. we need to live life by design, by the design that, design that God created us, not by duh. And what I mean is, most times we just live each and every day like duh. duh, duh, duh. <laughs> Alarms off, duh. Okay, shower, duh. Mm. Go, go to go to work, duh. Go to school, duh, 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 duh. Eat lunch, duh. Walk mm. around the road, duh. We live, duh. Everybody say duh. See, you're good at that. We do that all the time. I've spent most of my life. Nobody at the end of life says, well, I wish I would have lived more, duh. We all say, man, I wish I had more time with my kids. I wish I had more time with, to know about God. I wish I had more time to figure out. I wish I had gone to school. I wish I All these kind of things we wish we would do. That's that high-level hopes but low-level habits. And we have to stop living that way because God has given us this life to live in an important way. That's why. Why do we have to live by design, not duh? Because this reason. Because there is a competition for my time and my attention. There's a competition. If I don't have a plan for my life, somebody or something else will. There, has anybody ever had times where people plan things for you and, and your, your life went for that? Look at advertising. Have you ever seen the advertising? They tell you what you need. You've got to have it. You need it. You can't exist without it. If you don't have it, you won't be like the people at the road. Your life will be empty without that. Am I right? Have you ever heard like, uh, like what about the credit cards? What's in your wallet? They want to know what's in your wallet. And they hope it's their credit card. Am I right? That's, that's what we do. We tell people we need stuff. We tell people how to live life this way. And we constantly constantly do that time and time again. And so we've got to stop living by duh. We've got to be careful, though, how to add stuff to life. Because too much, we buy too much, we do too much, we fit too much in. It's it's too much. We live in this mantra of the culture that more is better. More is better. So for instance, like this. We look at it this way. If if there's one dollar, then two dollars is Better. Okay, let's try it again. One dollar, then two is? Okay. Um, if we have one donut, two is? Okay. If we, okay, right. If we have one car, two cars is? If we have one kid, two kids? No, you're not going to say that one, are you? Okay. All right. If we have one wife, two wives is wrong. It's wrong. Don't do that. Don't say two. Okay. So, you with me? We live under that culture that more is better. More is better you guys stop. You're like, I'm not going to get me on that. Uh, uh, let me tell you this quick um, little story. Uh, a guy was in uh, seminary one time, and he said, um, it, he's trying to do this, yeah. He said um, why, to the seminary professor, why did, why did Solomon have so many wives? And, uh, he thought, and he said, well, that's just in case he, in the hopes that when he came home, one would be happy when he got home. So, <laughs> sorry, just joking. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Okay. Okay. Um, you see, we we live in this point. There's a great quote. I want to put this quote up here. I tried to find out who it was from, and it's attributed to several different people. But it's an awesome quote. Let's put this one up here. It says, "Because we got to calm down in life, because an overwhelmed schedule equals an over an underwhelmed soul. An overwhelmed schedule equals an underwhelmed soul. Have you ever had your schedule so packed that you just you just are like, ugh, and you're exhausted, and you just." Nothing is fun. You can't get anything in. There's no joy in it. You're just you're living in a, in a packed-filled, duh schedule. And you're left wanting and your soul is needing. That's why it says here, King Solomon. King Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived for a while. And then he kind of got into some uh, gods and goddesses of his uh, wives. And here's what he wrote when he was in, in good shape in Ecclesiastes. <coughs> he said, better is one handful with tranquility. Than two handfuls with toil and chasing the wind. You remember, um, I, I gave that verse many, uh, uh, I think a year or so ago, and we had MMs up here, had people holding MMs, and I wanted to hold stuff. You can't, when your hands are full and when your life is full, you can't keep juggling things. It's eventually going to fall apart. And we need to embrace that. We need to know. What he says is, you know, I'd rather have one handful and just be at peace than have. Then spinning plates. You know those people who spin plates? You ever seen them? They spin plates and they run over and they spin plates. How many of you feel like you're doing that in your life? Just spinning, spinning. And do you stop and just go, man, this is really the purpose that God wants me to have. This is what God wants me to have. I mean, I've seen people before in relationships. I've seen people that go through weddings. And they're so committed to weddings or parties, or other kinds of things, and they so are committed to wedding, they're getting married because they love each other, and they want to find God, yet in the midst of it, there's so much plate spinning going around, they miss out on the connection that they have with each other, that the whole thing, that if everything fell apart that day, that it's still them and God, that God's honoring their marriage, and yet we're more worried about the plates and everything else, that just, here, that's extra, that's fun, that's good stuff. Not bad stuff, it's good stuff. But the thing that we need to do is we need to embrace the fact that, yes, we are blessed by God in this union. Okay, so we, sometimes we get our focus off of stuff because we want two handfuls and we're, we're pulling our hair out rather than just saying, I got one handful and I'm at peace. All right, you with me? Anybody wait? Okay, so it's, it's such a great quote. We try to fix our problems to our soul, going back. We try to fix the hurt and the pain in our lives, but then we don't realize that we've got our hands way too full, and we need to get our life back in alignment. That's why it says this. Our lives are so much like this at many times. The next reason, um, in addition to because we have a purpose, is because time is ticking. Anytime I hear time is ticking, I think it's 60 minutes. What if, what if we had a, a, a ticker every day that was in our ear let, reminding us, life is ticking that life is ticking life is short your life is i want to tell you something your life is less than when you walked in here today have a great day i'm here to encourage you and today you are closer to death than you were yesterday so that's one reason our life is short and we need to pay attention but there's another reason because we are also getting closer to jesus return and it could be today I shared last year, if you uh, missed the series, go ahead online. Daniel days, anybody remember that? I think we did that in the summer on Daniel. If you look at Daniel, we we went through that and we said that all of the sign of the times are actually been fulfilled in this time right now, all at once. So we may be in the last days, as we are. And yet, though we live life and act as if we have eternity each and every day. We don't look at the day we get up and say, wow. I'm alive still, and this is a blessing from God that I can use it for him. Look at what it says here in James chapter 4. James put it this way about how we live so casually. He said, and this is what Rachel read to us, Now listen, you who say, eh, today, eh, maybe tomorrow. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do that. I may do this. I don't know. I might, I might go spend that. I might spend a year there. I may just go over here for a while. Or I may do some business. I may make some money. And he says, wait a second, how do you know? You don't even know. You don't even have a clue whether you have tomorrow or whether you have a week or whether you have this afternoon. You don't even know. And he says, why do you not, you don't even know what's gonna happen tomorrow, so what should you do? He said, what's your life? You're a mist. It appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will do this and that. And so, you know what we look at here. We look at the fact that we forget that our lives we just think you know, I, I do myself, don't you? I just kind of take it for granted. Oh, in two weeks or in a month, and next year I'm gonna do this, and we're not promised of everything. You know what our life is? Do you know what our life is? <laughs> <laughs> That's our life. Did you guys miss it? <laughs> That's our life. It's a mist. It's gone. Come here, Lisa. Okay. So. That's our life. That's your life. In the grand scheme of eternity. We can take you back to our our, our radical series where we were talking about the the vastness of the universe. We are so insignificant except for the fact that God finds us significant. And so when he's given us this life, and I got my life all over my face, um, when he's given us this life, it's for the purpose that we do something and the purpose that he brought us into this life For, and we need to find that. We are a mist. We should ask if it's God's will. If it's God's will. Let me ask you a question. What if today, what if today was the day that people remembered you forever for? Today. Today. What you do today, what you say today, would be the day that you are forever remembered. Wouldn't you look at it a little bit differently? And what we need to recognize is, my, in order to change my life, I need to change the things that I do. So the remainder of today, what I want to do, I want to give you four things to help get our lives back in alignment. Sound good? Sound good? Everybody need? I'm your spiritual chiropractor today. <laughs> there you go, all right? Number one, we need to decide what is important. And I want to add to that what is really important. What is really important. Because we have a lot of things that are important, and I don't want to minimize that. But we need to define our lives so much. We define our lives so much by what is needed and wanted rather than what is vastly important. We all have things that we have to do. Like some, how many of you uh, like yard work? Anybody? How many despise yard work? Okay. But you got to do it. Am I right? It's like one of those things you do. You know, God didn't say, Jack, thou has, I've given thine grass. Go for it. No, he didn't do that, but I have to do it. It's something I have to do, right? So we have those those kind of things. So we have to do those, But they and, and there's also some things that I like to do, but they can't dominate my life. I've got to stop allowing those to dominate my life and lose the principles that I have. Uh, we, in other words, sometimes one of the main things that I think help us get out of alignment is our priorities. We often have a priority adjustment that we have. There's... Um, there's a, there's a guy, now we're coming up on the Super Bowl, right? And there was a guy who had um, Super Bowl tickets. And he went to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't Lisa this time. Um, he went to the Super Bowl, and he sat down. He had 50 yard line seats, and he was sitting there, and the guy was sitting next to him, and he recognized that the guy was sitting there, and he had this empty seat. And he thought, well, maybe the person went out, and he realized, like, in the second half, the seat is still empty. And the person said, excuse me you know you have an empty seat and these are thousands and thousands of dollars you know what's going on he said well that's for my wife and he said she passed away he said oh my gosh i'm so sorry and he said that's great that you honored her by that but couldn't somebody like from your family go ahead and take that seat and he said no they can't they're at the funeral somebody's got their priorities out of whack. Am I right? Somebody has their priorities messed up. That's funny. you got to admit, that is funny. All right? Got our priorities messed up. Right? This guy has his priorities way out of whack. And we do the same thing in life. Look what it says in Philippians chapter 3. But whatever, this is Paul, and listen to what he says. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. In other words, he said, whatever I used to think was really important to my life, whatever I just thought was like the beyond end all life. You guys, let me just ask you who are non-teenagers. You remember when you were a teenager, those things that just kept you awake forever that were like the beyond end all, that if it wasn't satisfied, all the world was gonna implode on itself. And now you look back and go, I'm worried about that. You you with me, anybody here? Um, Because I used to do that. Paul says, all those things in my life, that I just thought were so important. Those things that I, I, I even geared my whole life toward. All those things that were so important. I now consider them loss. What is more, I consider everything lost because of the surpassing worth. Look at that. Surpa- or in other translations, they say the surpassing greatness. It's not only great, but it surpasses greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. And I consider them rubbish, garbage, trash, all that stuff I consider trash for the sake of knowing Christ, that I can just gain a little bit more Jesus in my life. He said, All that other stuff's just trash. It's great, I like it, but if it's about that and Jesus, hey, enjoy. You can take that to the garbage. I'm gonna take Jesus, is what he says. Number two. Number two, the next thing that we have to do is we have to place important things in your calendar in your calendar. So many of us have important things to do, yet there are so many important things that never end up on our calendar. So if there are many important things in life that don't end up in our calendar, then guess what? They are not important. If you don't have an important, if you say something's important, but you don't put time for it and guard it, it is not important. And that's a struggle for me and for many others. I put work. I put other kinds of things in there. I put uh, special events. I put those all kinds of things in there. But to carve out time with family, to carve out time just to uh, chill and some other stuff that we're going to talk about, I don't put that in there. Anybody put up just relax time? Nobody? Anybody put gym time or you just say, oh, I'll fit it in? Okay. You need to carve those times out. Anybody say, my time with Jesus? Boom. And just carve it out and protect it. Protect it. They are so important. They're so important. We fill our calendar with, with the things that we think are important, but we never fill it with the things that really are. Look at what Psalm 90 says here. And this is a great prayer about this. It says, Lord, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. So, God, help me to number our days. Tick, 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 tick. Help me know that I've got so many. Help me, help me schedule them out. And God, and then help me to recognize what they're for and how few they are, and then help me each in those days to spend it the way you would want me to. You know, it's like several, I think last year or the year before, I was talking to you about um, what, one of the things that John Maxwell had said. And he said that, um, that the power of five, that we do five things every day, every day. So he said it's like you're chopping down a tree, and you go outside and you take an axe, and you go, one two, three, four, five, put it down and you go back. You come out the next day, hit it five more times and you do that for every day. It's gonna fall down eventually, am I right? But what happens to most of us, we're like, I'm gonna chop that sucker down if it kills me and then chop number 1,540 and we are exhausted and often we give up in that and we're beaten down. He says there's a power in doing five things each day. And some of those things are in the first 15 that we shared about. Pray. Read God's word. Worship. Some of the other ones that I had myself were was um, impact someone. Impact someone in a, in a positive way, not negatively. Impact someone in a positive way and the people that you love. And then also take time for self-care and evaluation in your own life. So if you do those things, you'll you'll be set. But now I want to give you three, these, these things here that you see within this section that we're talking about, about your calendar. And if you do these three things, number one, make time for renewal. Make time for renewal. So much is going on in our lives. We need the Sabbath. We need to rest. We need to relax. Bosses aren't going to give it to you. Children aren't going to give it to you. Family's not going to give it to you. You're not even going to give it to you you got to make yourself take a rest. Look at what it says here in 2 Corinthians. This isn't in your um, bulletin, but it's here in 2 Corinthians um, 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. You ever want to know that? This is something that's used several times in a funeral. But I often say, man, sometimes I just lose heart. Sometimes I get frustrated. Anybody? Anybody just get frustrated? And you just stop and you look around at how life's going. You look around at the job. You look around at everything you are just like. Why am I bothering? What is this all about? I just, uh, blah. Therefore, we do not lose heart. So, okay, Paul, I'm listening. Tell me how it is. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. We need time for renewal. Number two, make time for relationships. Now, I'm going to talk a lot about this because this is number four next week. I'm giving you a hint. Next week, we're going to talk about relationships. Relationships the people that you need to add to your life. And the other side of that is there's some people that you may need to push to the side of your life that you have in that. This is where we talk about you need to put the people in your life who build you up. You need the small groups. You need the people to go um, and connect with. And we're gonna talk more about that next week. Number three, make time for leverage. Make time for leverage. Do something for heaven. Do something for heaven. One of the greatest statements I remember from when I was a little kid was when somebody said that... um, and always talked about going to heaven, and wanted to hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. Anybody heard that? Wouldn't you love to hear that? Like, of everything in life, if you walked into heaven, and you're kind of looking around like, this is cool. Yeah, I can handle this. Ooh, new body. I like that. You're going through this. And all of a sudden, he says, you see Jesus, and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, well done, yeah, woo, everybody, Jack's here, woo, well done, but Jesus didn't, I I paid for it, it's all good, all right, but to know that I leveraged my life for something, or even to be in the midst of the kingdom, and see people who, who go ahead and say, man, Jack, thanks, thanks for being there for me, because I'm here today because of that, who are you running into today, who are you running into at Walmart after you leave this place today, the rest of the church, besides the rest of the church, who you running into today that just needs maybe a little leverage of the love of God in their life, that you could leverage them into the kingdom and help them with it. How well do you use your life as a leverage to get people out of the pit of hell into the kingdom of heaven? That's what your life's here for. Look at what it says here in Ecclesiastes, back to, back to Solomon. Look what he said here. He said, he's writing this, he said, I have seen all the things that are done and Under the sun. I've seen them all and I've done them all. All of them. And guess what I found out they are? Meaningless. If you're you're going King James, the answer is vain. I've done it all. I've seen it all. I'm wealthier than all. I'm wiser than all. I've seen it. Everything's here. And I found out it all is just meaningless and vain. All that stuff we chase after is just meaningless. And we're chasing after the wind. I want my life to be more than when people come up at the end of a funeral and say some things about me and some people say some things about God. I want people to say that, you know, I help, I help show them the love of God. That's it? Fine. They said I'm a little warped. That's okay, I know. I'm a lot warped. Okay, I'll take a little. But the main thing I want people to know is that somehow God is, God is seen in this life somewhere. Maybe the grace of God is just seen in the mess that this life is. But I just hope that that's one of the things. If that's all somebody says about me, great. But if somebody said, Jack did this, Jack did that, Jack did this, he was nice, he did this, and it's all a bunch of meaningless stuff, I've wasted the life God has given me. Don't waste the life God has given you. Number three, we need to eliminate unnecessary stuff. How many of you love when it comes time when you're cleaning out the basement? Anybody love those times? where you pull a trail around and you just dump stuff in? Anybody ever seen that show Hoarders? Anybody live with a hoarder? Anybody know a hoarder? Okay. All right. So I, I'm amazed by those shows where people are watching, and it's like, it's like belly button lint for 10 years in a Ziploc bag, and somebody's like, I need that. I'm like, for what? Right? I need that. Because, and they have this incredible story about how important belly button lint is, and the factor of this whole thing is, what do you do when you hear that? You go, what is wrong with that person? What is wrong with them? We do the same thing every day when we tell God, no, God, I, I got this. I got to hold on to this because you don't understand, God. When this happened, I was this. And I, he says, you don't need it. It's a waste. Get rid of it. It's unnecessary. Give it a punt. Send it, send it in the junkyard. You don't need it. You need me. You need more of me. There's stuff in our lives. We need to start making not a to-do list but a not-to-do list. We have stuff in our life that we do, and we need to say, I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need to do that anymore. That's not helping me get closer to Christ. That's not, I need, off, 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 off. And we have that list in front of us. In Hebrews 12, one, it says this. It says, let us, let us throw off. Let's throw off everything. Let's throw off. Took it off. I almost did this. I'm not going to do it today but I almost had somebody come in I was going to give you a piggyback ride. If I gave you a piggyback ride, imagine if I was preaching up here and I had a couple people on my back and I was carrying them, right? I'm going to get weary. I'm going to drop somebody. I'm going to fall. I'm going to collapse. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to do that. We do that all the time by having the unnecessary stuff in our lives. And we need to throw that stuff off. The sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. If I ran around this room with someone on my back, you would love to see it. I know, but it would also be very bad. I would not. I would be lucky if I finished the race. But number two, I I know I'm not going to win it. So I need to throw off those things. We need God first in our calendar. We need God first in our lives. You are too busy if you tell your kids time to go eat and they go run and get in the car. You are too busy. You need to decide. Number four, I think it's one of the greatest, is our last one. Regularly reevaluate. Just regularly reevaluate. Because what we're good about doing is putting these in practice at first, and then we kind of get in life again, right? We get in the midst of life again. And while we're in the midst of life, we start to, when life starts to happen, we start to fall back into those bad habits again, don't we? We don't fall, in, I've never fallen into a good habit. I've never fallen into, uh, rice cakes. Never in my life. I've never fallen into egg whites. I fall into chocolate cake. I fall into cheeseburgers. I love it, right? You with me? I need to regularly evaluate and check on how I'm doing. I need to see if my life's if I'm having pain in my life, is it because my life's out of alignment? And I need to check. So as, as you got your last blank, I just want to kind of end with this as the worship team comes up today. And it has to deal with Psalm 39, verses 4 and 5. And it's a great prayer that I just want to leave you with today as we, as we finish the service. And it's a prayer from Scripture. And, and may this be your prayer. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. My life is so brief. Remind me of that. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing in a way. My life is no longer than the width of my, and it should say hand, It's all my life is. An entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Human experience is just but a breath to God. With that thought, ask God what your life is about today. I'm not saying you remove all the good stuff in your life. Not at all. Not at all. What I am saying is, how are you going to leverage your life that God has given to you in order to To find that purpose. Remember, Mark Twain was not off here. The two best days in life for us who are alive are the day you were born and the day you find out why. God has a plan for your life. Don't miss out on the purpose that he has for you. If you put that purpose together, your life will be aligned, and I can tell you this world will be changed. It will be changed. You know, there were guys named, who were fishermen, just spending their time fishing. And they were, well... From the scripture, they were pretty bad fishermen. They never caught anything without Jesus' help. You know, it's very funny. Um, But that's what they did as a business. But they were not called to be fishermen. They were called to be fishers of men. Jesus said, leave your nets and come and follow me. Today, Jesus is telling somebody here today, "You, you think this is your purpose. You spent your whole life geared to this. But today, I've got something planned for you. I've got a calling for your life. So I don't know what it is for you. I'm still working on it myself. I think it has something to do with his ministry thing. I don't know. But um, I think that God has a plan for your life. Let's stand on up, and let's let God lead us in that. As um, we have people up front to pray with you, Um, if you need to help work through and discern that, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that today. Let's just bow our heads. Lord God, we come to you today once again, and we thank you for... for, for all that you are. And God, ultimately, we thank you that um, we want to have high hopes because that gets us started. But God, let us match that up with our habits as well. And so, um, so God, today we just want um, to know why you have us here. Why you have us here. It's got to be more to this. It's got to be more than just the job. It's got to be more than just the, the, you know, the effort. And it's just got to be more than just waking up and breathing. It's got to be something more, God. What is my purpose now? God, even I, I get a feeling, even as we look around and we see people who uh, whose whose lives who have people who have we shared in the prayer concerns, people who have, have left this world and we figure that was my purpose. So God, renewing us a purpose that you have for us and a plan. We love you, God, and help us discover who you are for our lives. If it's number one that we have never discovered who you are, that you are and we, we say, hey, I'm a mess. My life is out of alignment. I need a savior. And I'm sitting here. I need somebody that is, is going to be uh, going to free me from this stuff called a sin, that I missed the mark, this alignment. I need a spiritual chiropractor, and the only one who can get me in alignment is you, God. So, God, go ahead, realign my life. Let me take each and every day and step with you. I, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to have pains, and you're going to have to get me back in alignment. But ultimately, God, I'm going to trust you. So that one day I get to walk through those pearly gates And I get to see you. Yeah, everybody around is great, but I get to see your face. And you tell me, well done, good and faithful servant. You did what I sent you to do. You did. You made it. You did it. Way to go, Jack. Enjoy. The kingdom of heaven is yours. God, give us some of that here on earth today. In your name we pray. can only imagine. It, I, I, love, I love the fact that every week uh, songs come about and we don't have a clue how they fit, but they do. Um, but we know it's through the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, next week, uh, have a great week uh, in Jesus. Um, next week is number four. What is it? Four. There we go. Um, four. And it's going to be about relationships. So we're going to talk about relationships. So if you've got somebody you don't get along with, bring them. Um, <laughs> so, but have a great week in Jesus and go Eagles. <laughs> away, rising heat just.